The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. 162 regular season games, six months of travel, flights, hotels, and baseball. Join us now for a behind-the-scenes look at a season on the road with the Oakland A's. Vince Catronio takes us on a journey around Major League Baseball. Starting now. An interesting subject around professional sports, and it certainly has hit home with the Oakland Athletics, is tremendous athletes, professional athletes, a key investment for the organization in trying to keep them properly nutritioned, if you will. Registered dietitian Wendy Sterling has been with the A's since 2016. And it is an interesting subject and just an interesting place to do some research and learn about how performance and nutrition do come together, which we will get to, Wendy. But first of all, as you have joined the A's since 2016, tell me a little bit about your background and, and why this became a passion of yours uh, to be involved in, in, in this type of thing. Well, thanks for having me, Vince. It's been uh, a great uh, opportunity to be with the A's since 2016. I'm in my fourth season here. Um, and I've been really lucky to be around pro athletes for a long time. I started in New York, actually, um, on the East Coast. I was working with the New York Jets for about seven years, so I was in football, actually. And then I relocated to the West Coast and was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to do some consulting with the Golden State Warriors um, for a couple of years and now with the Oakland A's. So you look back on your time in the NFL and a little bit of time with the NBA. As far as Major League Baseball is concerned, is this something that they were maybe a little bit behind on or they made a concerted effort to catch up and really be in the forefront? What's your opinion of, of getting a chance to bring your expertise to the sport? Well, it's interesting. I think the MLB was pretty innovative in the collective bargaining agreement when they mandated that all teams needed to have a sports dietitian working for their organization. And when they mandated that, I was already working for the A's. So the A's were pretty ahead. We were not scrambling at that time to put a program in place. Um, and so, you know, and I think the A's have been really excited to upgrade the nutrition and uh, put uh, resources towards uh, developing the nutrition program and upgrading the food and the players have been really receptive to that. Um, but it's been interesting because the NFL doesn't have that mandate, but the MLB does. So you have this opportunity here and you mentioned your time with other sports. Why was this attractive to you, Wendy, to, to be a part of the A's organization? Well, uh, it's great to be part of the organization. I love the collaboration. I love team sports and the opportunity to be able to feed pro athletes is always uh, an exciting part for me. I love it. Um, and so it's been really uh, a blessing to really be able to do this work. The days of Babe Ruth hit eating a bunch of hot dogs and hitting home runs are so far in the past. Performance nutrition and the things that you do to try to put the players and put the athletes in their best position to succeed. Take me through that process. What does performance nutrition mean and what do you try to achieve when you put together the different menus for them on a daily basis? Yeah, that's a great question because often at this elite level, the difference between winning and losing is really so small. And self-care, as it turns out, has a huge impact on 
winning. And that includes how an athlete fuels his body, how an athlete prioritizes sleep, how an athlete takes care of his mind. And, you know, there's research around this. For example, um, Stanford athletes were asked to sleep for 10 hours a night. And what we found was that their shooting percentage and accuracy actually increased dramatically. And I don't see why this wouldn't apply to a precision sport like baseball, for example. And we know that their schedule is crazy. But if I can help them and um, our team around us can help them establish better uh, sleep hygiene, and if I can help them develop better nutritional habits, we can actually help them improve how they are performing. For example, performance nutrition involves all aspects of how they're eating, and we have so much research associated with what elevates performance to help them optimize their game. And so just for example, insufficient fueling um, can cause a delay in reaction time or reduce training effect. And I get a lot of people in my office for that very reason. So for example, they're training and training and working really hard, and yet the coaches are not seeing the improve, improvement in performance that they would expect. Um, and often that can be due to nutrition. Um, sometimes also we see reduced muscle strength and power and fatigue, which I will say is a very big one that I often get guys coming to me to discuss. And certainly with the grind of the season, uh, we know that that is something that can be uh, a big area uh, that nutrition can have an impact on. Cramping is also something, and reduced endurance or trouble recovering. These are areas that nutrition can make a very big impact on. Wendy Sterling joining us. She's the A's registered dietitian. And, and Wendy, we'll get back to the things we're discussing. But first, you have your own business. This is not a full-time job. Just uh, explain what you've got going on and the things that, while somebody's listening to this saying, well, I don't throw 97 miles an hour <laughs> like Lou Trevino, Blake Trinidad. I don't hit home runs like Stephen Piscotti and, and Chris Davis. But there are things that I'm hearing that, that I want to learn more about. How does a person that's listening to this get more information about the things that you do so well? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I have a private practice, and I am on the peninsula in the Bay Area, and I'm in Menlo Park in Los Altos, and I do a lot of this work day-to-day. -day. I see clients where I work on elevating sports performance and these very aspects that I'm talking about. I work primarily with um, adolescents and eating disorders or athletes who have eating disorders or issues that might be compromising performance and we talk about food one-on-one uh, -on -one in session. So getting back to inside the Ace Clubhouse and not asking you to point out names, but a player comes to you and he says, this is something I want to learn more about. You mentioned a lot of the different things with fatigue and cramping and, and so on. What's that conversation like? Does he say, this is something that's bothering me and you've got, well, what, how, are, how are your eating habits? Let's look at that first of all and let's devise a plan. Or do you say, well, did you know about A, B, or C? And these are things I believe and research has shown can help you perform at a higher level or a more consistent level. Yeah, all of the above. And look, you're doing it. You know, that's exactly what happens. I mean, before you can advise anyone, you actually have to know what they're doing and, and what's happening and, and why something might be going on. Um, for example, we had a guy who was injured and was having trouble maintaining weight. And the first thing I had to really do was understand what, what were his eating patterns like when the team was on the road and he was home. And so a careful analysis of what is he eating and how, what are his patterns and what is he cooking? And you really have to go into those details so you can get a sense of uh, how you can then implement a plan. And that plan can be, by the way, it depends on how much time I have. I could be having this conversation walking down 
excuse me, walking down the hallway, or I could be having this conversation while the guy is serving his food on the line, or I might have a more in-depth conversation uh, depending on if we have that time. Working in the NFL, you've got a, a schedule of it's once a week. It's 20 weeks, including the ex, the exhibition schedule, and maybe the postseason. I know there's offseason, et cetera, with you know very large, very fast people. In the NBA, which you've had a little bit of experiences, it's a it's a longer schedule. It's 81 games. It's home and road. And in baseball, it's twice that. Yeah. And not only is it twice that, but it's it's time zones. And it's like as we're visiting today, the A's played extra innings last night. I have a day game today, so trying to manage manage all that stuff. And, and the challenges that, pre- that are presented to you, how do you look at that and, and find the ways to optimize the health for the player? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really interesting, the MLB schedule. And I will say, I, when I was in football, I really thought that was so challenging. It went, you know, it went pretty long. We had mini camps, we had training camp. You know, I was exhausted you know, doing that and helping to keep our players lean body mass uh, up throughout uh, what, what was a grueling season. And you know, now in baseball, oh, man, I had no idea how long this season was. I mean, I just didn't get it. Um, this is a long and grueling season. And so, um, you know, and even just with the food, um, it is really hard to keep the variety up and to keep uh, the enthusiasm around what we're serving up. And so it definitely is quite a long season. And so that is definitely something we have to consider. So people are listening. They go, well, great. You're a registered dietitian and you've got major league players and you've got this expansive menu that you can put together. Can you simplify just what the choices are, the things that you look at? And, and so many people read so much information about fats and carbohydrates and protein and percentages and things of that nature. How does all that come together and how do you make those decisions? And give the listener an idea of just what a a daily or a weekly menu might be when the A's are home and and we'll get to the challenges of the road in just a minute. Yeah, um, that's great. So I work very closely with our chefs at home and on the road and a a very basic meal is going to have two to three different choices of protein and two to three different choices of a starch. Uh, a hot vegetable, a salad, we're going to have lots of fruit, lots of vegetables around, and that's basically the structure of what we would have. And it's tricky because we've got some guys that don't like broccoli and some guys that don't like green beans, and so I might have both, or I might have different vegetables so that um, the guys that don't like one will like another. And we just really make sure that we are serving very clean, homemade, from scratch food. And another big thing that I've tried to do since I've been around here is to try to make sure that um, we have a lot of anti-inflammatory foods around. So that means, uh, in simple terms, lots of color. So when you walk into our clubhouse events, as you often have done, you'll look around and you'll see lots of fruit, fruit platters and lots of vegetable platters and hot vegetables and vegetables perhaps sprinkled in some of our meat dishes and our starch dishes, and that's intentional. So when you say anti-inflammatory foods, it, it, it helps avoid the aches and pains. It does, and it reduces oxidative stress, which is really important for the wear and tear of the season. Visiting with Wendy Sterling, she's the A's registered dietitian. And, and Wendy, so you, you have a look at, at the schedule at home, and then you combine that with traveling across time zones and, again, day games, night games, body clock, trying to get the right amount of sleep and trying to in, impart nutrition as a part of that. When you look at at the road schedule, what are the challenges that, that are presented to you and try to keep things 
as best you can, as consistent as you can. Yeah, I work hard to um, make sure that I am feeding them. And by the way, I am responsible for feeding uh, and, uh, and planning, I should say, all of the meals on the road. So in my head, at all given moments, I am aware of where the team is at. Um, and I am planning uh, three meals a day, every day, no matter where they are, whether they're at home or on the road. And I am coordinating with a combination of caterers and restaurants and making sure that we have that same structure that I want nutritionally and making sure that the foods that are coming are of good quality and aren't too greasy or aren't too fried or are um, foods that the guys are going to like. Because after all, if it shows up and they don't like it, they really aren't going to be that into it. And I, I will just add, we didn't talk about this yet, but the idea that food is often so connected to their mood. So sometimes if they walk into the clubhouse or they walk in uh, to the clubhouse on the road and they see a spread that they just don't like, it actually really affects their mood. And so, and they can tell you that. Um, ask any guy and, you know, they will tell you that, uh, you know, if they see something they don't like, it's kind of like wah, wah. And then all of a sudden they're just like bummed. And I will say there's no, I don't think it's a coincidence that on the day that Chris Davis provided Nintendo Switch and Mario came into the clubhouse that, mm -hmm. you know, a, a Mike Fires hits a no-hitter. I mean, you know, there's a connection there between uh, mood. And I do think I try to do that and instill that in the food as much as we can. We try to be innovative and exciting. And so that's a, something that's on my mind on the road as much as possible and so I try to talk to the visiting clubhouse um, guy and say hey what's local over there and what would be fun to have and so in Boston we brought in some lobster rolls and some you know chowder and you know I know that's not that exciting and can't compare to Nintendo Switch but <laughs> if anyone has any exciting ideas um, please send them my way because we, are, we also have live action stations and things that are um, kind of fun to have around. Wendy Sterling joining us. You can Google Wendy Sterling Nutrition. You can find her website and get more information for yourself that may apply to you. And Wendy, the listener who's on the treadmill or is playing 18 holes of golf or playing the weekly tennis match or just wants to be not necessarily a competitive athlete, but they want to be active, the, the suggestions that you're giving to the professional athlete help that apply to, to the you know, balding, overweight announcer that's sitting upstairs <laughs> watching the game. Who might that be? <laughs> Apply that to a person that's listening and give some simple suggestions that might help. Yeah, I, I think what a lot of people do and is... And I'm taking notes, by the way. <laughs> I think a lot of people fall into the rhythm of uh, some of these fads that are out there, and often that backfires. So people will say, oh, I'm going to not eat breakfast until 11 o'clock, or I'm going to not eat in the middle of the day, and often that backfires because what ultimately happens might be that then they come home and they have this super large meal, caloric explosion, so to speak, and that is just a sabotager of anyone's efforts. And so I always say to people, start early or start when you feel hungry. It doesn't actually have to be breakfast. It could just be when you feel ready to eat and go every three to four hours to get that metabolism ignited and ready to go. And when you eat, make these meals that are paired with a variety of different macronutrients where you've got some protein, a nice source of protein, and then build around the protein 
uh, a good quality source of uh, some vegetables. Often people forget that color. I can't tell you how many food records I see where people have the protein. Maybe they've got the protein and the starch, but they're missing some color. Um, so protein, some color, and some starch. And then do that every couple of hours, and that'll keep your blood sugar um, nice and steady, and it'll keep your appetite nice and regulated. And so I think people do well because their appetite is nice and steady, and they're not. there really aren't these large, uh, drops and there aren't these uh, moments of the day where they are ravenous. You don't want the, the idea of people listening to this and think, well, all they have in the clubhouse are kale chips and it's not a whole lot of fun. In, in terms of keeping, you say keeping the mood, and it's not a robotic thing. You're not like, this, this is all you can have. There's no variation. There's no opportunity for you to do some things to put a smile on your face. How, how do you balance that for the athlete to understand, look, I, I get it, you're you're a guy with a high metabolism yeah. and and you still want to you want to eat something that's that's comfort comfort food not not saying you do that every day but something that does put a smile on your face oh for sure our guys definitely have fun there's no shortage of fun in our <laughs> in our clubhouse at all and you know and that's a good point because i do think sometimes uh, and this happens a lot particularly in my private practice some of my athletes think they always need to have quinoa, chicken, and brown rice in order to be successful. And and that actually is not true. You can't do that all day long or else you uh, either wind up underfueling. And as I mentioned earlier, if you're underfueling, undoubtedly there are going to be consequence, negative consequences on performance, like you're not explosive enough, you're not strong enough, um, your reaction time is slow. And so um, in the sports diet, which is thousands of calories, for sure there is room for things like a cookie, a donut. We had some donuts this morning that uh, I forget who brought it in. Um, somebody brought in this morning. I mean, for sure there is room for those things. Um, and I don't think that pe- those things need to be completely gone. You mentioned the, the issues that players may be dealing with, again, going back to cramping or fatigue or just maintaining weight. What, what's it been like for you when you've had that aha moment with the player, when you've had discussions with them in the past and you say, L- let's look at redesigning the way you're eating and let's go down this direction what about this path and let's see what this does for you and they've come back to you and they said you know what Wendy you nailed it because now I feel so much better in so many different areas how satisfying has that been for you? So satisfying. And I will say something that is oddly uh, unique about uh, being around pro athletes, which does not happen in the real world per se, is that, and this happened in the NFL too, I remember thinking, God, this is weird, is that you tell a pro athlete who's so desperate to fix the problem, do this, and then like a week or two later, they come back and they're like, I did it. It worked. It's great. <laughs> like they just, they're so compliant. Um, in the real world, I think people people have some challenges you know they just have normal challenges adhering to some advice it's just not always that easy a to follow through b to maybe find the things um and so uh there can be just some normal natural bumps in the real world about following through but in in you know being around the pro athlete they're so motivated to to just do it and get it done it is so rewarding and and i will say one of the other things about working uh with athletes in general uh is that you can actually measure the uh, the improvement so when we make Uh, nutritional changes, especially in sports where you can measure time. I love when they come back and they're setting personal records. I mean, like, it is so rewarding to see that they're getting faster and that they're getting stronger or they're lifting more. Like, that's great. And they can can see the correlation. Yeah, it's amazing. Wendy, 
as as we continue this conversation about nutrition, and there's been so much conversation about major league organizations and their minor league players, and the discussion out there lately has been, well, the minor league players are, are the forgotten folks. And I know you don't have all the specifics, but you do know through David Force, the A's general manager, that the A's are a team, like many others have recently, and they've made a commitment to improve the nutrition. How important is that on the minor league side in the A's organization? Oh, for sure. You know, look, the minor leaguers become major leaguers. And so David Forrest and the organization in general for sure has made a commitment to put resources towards the development there. And I think that's an ongoing process. You've worked with uh, athletes. You'd mentioned you work with teenagers as well. And with teenagers, aside from being athletes, there are other issues, other disorders that you've dealt with. And I know I want to kind of step aside from, from what's happening in the Ace Clubhouse because that's an important part of, of who you are and what you do. And people that are listening may have somebody that they are associated with that, that may need some conversation about that. How do they get involved with you? And, and you know that that is so vital to a person's personal and mental health to have that be something that they can try to work on. Yeah, I mean, I think if anybody suspects any kind of disordered eating, which, by the way, is incredibly common in adolescence and among sports in particular, and, and also, I should note, it's becoming increasingly common among men, um, and more so than we previously had thought, they should really seek help. I think a physician evaluation is incredibly helpful there to just assess medically what might be going on in athletes in particular. We might see really dangerously low heart rates or changes in vital signs that can be of particular concern that would be changes from position of lying to sitting to standing and those things are concerning females might lose their periods and in males obviously they don't have periods but they might have low testosterone levels which would affect performance you might not be as powerful you might be weaker and so a physician evaluation is a good place to start and I think the sooner that's addressed the better we know that prognosis is way better when addressed sooner. Wendy, as a father of three, a 24-year-old son and two daughters, one that's 23 and one that's 17, and the way that their lives have been, they gather information with the device that we're actually talking on, and they, they do so many things through their phone and whatnot. And the modern player now, where we talk on the air about exit velocity and you know spin rates and things like that, which Ricky Henderson and Dave Stewart and those guys in the past didn't talk about, how do you – is it easier with, with the way the times are now that – these young people have found ways to gather information. And when you present your side of the argument and, hey, let's do this in terms of your nutrition and to improve your quality of life, I, I'm guessing that because they have that access, that it makes your job, I won't say easier, but it, 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 there aren't as many walls that, that you have to kind of knock down to get to the point you're trying to make. Is that a fair assessment? Well, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, there's so much on the internet now that is actually confusing. In the world of nutrition, it's like, eat carbs, don't eat carbs, eat fat, fats are bad, eat protein, and the kids come to me and they are confused. We wrote a book called No Way, W-E-I-G-H, <laughs> for adolescents, because we really felt that like in this world in 2019, people are confused about how to eat and what to do. And so I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. I think social media has been really damaging for body image, and that has been hard. I think by the time people show up in my office, they kind of have <laughs> surrendered. 
<laughs> they have given the flag and they're and often I can say to them hey look and especially when it comes to athletes and performance I can say to them you know look your coach pulled you out uh, on the team or that you've got benched and often that's embarrassing for them because they are maybe the star athlete and suddenly they're benched and I can say to them your approach hasn't been working um, let's do something different as we wind out our conversation with Wendy Sterling, she's the A's registered dietitian. She's been around since 2016. You talked about the challenges of a long season for yourself in terms of learning about the, the rhythms of a baseball season. You saw the success the A's had last year with 97 wins and getting to the postseason. You're, when you're with them as frequently as you are, not on, a, on an everyday basis, what gives you the most joy in the things that you do here with the passion that you have for nutrition, the knowledge that you have for nutrition, and the ability to apply that with the highest skilled athletes in their sport? It's the same as it is in my everyday life. I love the ability to make a difference and to see it translating onto the field. Um, and it's really just that simple. Wendy, I do appreciate all the knowledge. It was, it's great to hear your passion and what you do and uh, the passion that certainly goes inside the Ace Clubhouse. It's all part of making an organization, a winning organization and trying to find every, I would say edge, but, but every piece of positive information that helps a team be successful and you're a part of that i do appreciate the time yeah thank you for having me i will just say the a's organization has been so receptive to nutrition as a concept dave forrest has been amazing and really dedicated to my role here in the organization and it's been great so thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to share my work with your listeners and i appreciate it pass along the website again please uh my website yes uh sterlingnutrition.com Easy to find, and Wendy is here in the Bay Area, and she can answer a lot of questions, provide a lot of positive information. Wendy Sterling, A's registered dietitian, joining us. We'll have more here on A's Cast at another time with another episode of A Season on the Road. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.